going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I hope you are doing well as you hear this episode. As we sit here today, it is early October in 2022. And for me personally, I have just been on a tear of little mini weekend trips in traveling over the last month and a half. And honestly, as I'm thinking about it, I think I've been gone and away from home, like out of the state for, I'm looking at the calendar, I think the five out of the last six weekends. Some of those trips a little shorter on the weekend, some of them a little bit longer. But this last week, my my wife and I, we just got back from Providence, Rhode Island. It was fun. We saw one of my wife's um, roommates, one of her good friends from grad school. And we spent the week up there. It was amazing. Saw a lot of really cool places. And it was just a good time all around, but it kind of con- concluded this uh, this tear of traveling that I've been on. And and I'm not sitting here complaining that I've been gone too much. It's uh, it's definitely the ultimate luxury and and a privilege to be able to kind of go out and travel and and to see all these cool places and to do all these things for work because I've been out on you know work trip stuff. We've done uh, anniversary stuff you know, visiting friends, family things, even having friends come into town to visit us. Like it's just been one weekend after the next. And I say all this because I know that people can relate to me on this. I know that I'm not the only one that feels this sometimes when life just kind of slaps you in the face. And it seems like every, you know, Friday to Sunday, every single week for weeks on end, for months on end, something is always happening and it, and it happens unexpectedly most of the time, right? Like a lot of these trips that I had, they were planned, I anticipated for them, but things just pop up. People come, you know, you go and travel, you go do things. And I hope you go and do those things if you're able to, and you can, you know, afford to leave for the weekend and, and being able to kind of see some new places, be around the people you love and, and to make some amazing experiences. But as I, you know, sit here and as I reflect back, it's very difficult sometimes to stay on track with your nutrition or um, with your fitness routine or even just being health conscious while you're traveling, while you're out of your normal environment, out of your normal routine. It could be very difficult. And a lot of times like that stuff can add up over time. And what I've realized really since you know being a coach and working with a lot of people over the last couple of years, but my own personal experiences is in the past, I used to view vacations as an opportunity and maybe not even vacations, but like just traveling in general is kind of an excuse or an opportunity to just say, fuck it and go off the rails, right? Knowing that I am going to come back and quote unquote, get back on track, you know, on that Monday or that next week that I get back or the next month uh, when my life resumes back to normal, so to speak. But it's a, it's a headspace that I found not productive for me and a lot of people that I've worked with. And unfortunately, a lot of people share those similar tendencies and that mindset when we do travel. And the goal of today's podcast is to not sit here and to tell you what to do when you travel or when you go on your next business trip or as you prep to, you know, go out of town to Disneyland next weekend, or even if it's, you know, the holiday seasons are coming up for us, even if you're traveling away and and going visiting family or friends during some of the holidays that are coming up. My goal today is to not tell you what to do, right? That is always going to be your decision, your responsibility. And if you look at some of these trips, and obviously there's a lot of, 
you know, context and a lot of things that we're going to talk about today that can kind of influence some of the decisions that we make and some of the mindset that we have around some of these trips. Like a lot of these things are dependent on other things, right? Like, are you going on a honeymoon after a wedding and you're going to be in Maui for a week, right? Like that is going to be different than you going on your third work trip in, you know, the third quarter and you only being gone for three and a half days, right? Like there should be a difference in a different approach uh, in certain trips and in certain situations. But if there isn't, if you treat all of these trips, all of these experiences, all of these excursions as an excuse to, again, just, just punt your health and your fitness goals, then that's the purpose of this podcast is like, how can we make some of these trips or all of these trips a little bit more conducive to you, like maintaining your progress or just feeling better during those trips and not feeling like, you know, you just failed yourself and you have to get back and be perfect come that Monday when you get home from your trip. And I don't know, I think we're going to talk about a lot of things, really not only nutrition related today, but maybe mindset, physical activity, some thoughts, considerations, um, tips, I guess you could say, or advice on, you know, things to just think about a little bit more of as we go uh, and travel and do some of those things as the world opens up a little bit more and more and and we have the flexibility to travel again. Um, but I really I really don't want this to to feel like I'm telling you what to do. Take the information for what it's worth and apply that to your own life, right? Because you might have heard, you might be doing a lot of the things that we talk about today. Um, but just continue to challenge yourself, continue to evolve and and just just think about the things that you could improve in or maybe add to the routine that you already have when you are traveling and see if we can just make that a little bit better, right? So I'm a big believer that, you know, if you know better, like you do better, really, it's, it sounds simple, but the more experiences you've gone through, the more homework you've done, the more, you know, conscious you are around what you're doing and maybe you'd have worked with a coach, maybe you follow people on social media, maybe you listen to educational podcasts or you tune into some of these things and you continue to learn and immerse yourself in a a lot of this information and these concepts and you practice these things over time, like you kind of earn the right to continue to level up. And I think really the ultimate goal for most people should be to make their own informed decisions um, and really just live with the consequences or results and and continue to move on. Because a lot of times we get so caught up and dwell on the past or dwell on what we should have done or dwell on things that didn't go right during these trips or these experiences. Or even even if you are at home and doing your thing, um, your plan week to week, you can always look back and think, oh, I should have done this better. I could have done this better. Or I learned this this time, so I'm going to implement that next time I see it. A lot of times, like, you know, we we earn the right to continue to build and add to our toolkit. And then that's when you eventually get to a period of time where you feel really confident going into these trips and you make decisions that are in your best interest and you stop letting the environment and the people that you're with influence those decisions for you. And that's when you start to gain a lot more control over your life and honestly over your health and your your nutrition and your fitness And you start to do things that serve you instead of serving other people. And that's just such a powerful headspace to be in. And that's the ultimate goal that I want us to continue to work towards because a lot of people are, you know, kind of imprisoned to their own environment or a lot of things they view are out of their control. Then they let 
those things dictate their decisions for them. When in reality, there's a lot of shit that we can control at the end of the day. So I just want you to remember that. And again, a lot of the things that we talk about today, whether it's mindset, whether it's practical things that you could do or um, some environment changes, stuff like that. Like, I, I just want you to, to think how this applies to your life and how we can, how we can make your traveling experiences better going forward. So yeah, before we dive into some of those tips, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but, um, in the past I viewed going on trips or going on vacations or even going on work trips, things like that. Like it's always just been an excuse to go crazy to like, eat all the food and to drink all the drinks and to take advantage of all the things that, you know, are available to you wherever you go. Cause the, part of traveling. And I think what enhances people's experience traveling is trying the different foods and going to your favorite restaurants and being around people and, and trying the new things and, and just enjoying yourself. Cause so much, so much of our experiences and the, and the things that we do when we travel revolve around eating, whether that's for work, it's like, Oh, what are the snacks? What is the hotel? Is there going to be the breakfast? Are we going to do, you know, group lunch or dinners? What is our evenings going to look like? Are, are there really cool ice cream shops or something like usually everything that you do in a work retreat or business venture thing, it's like, Food is is planned or a lot of the things and activities you do revolves around food as well. So you're constantly exposed to it, which again, a lot of the environment, that change in environment, you being off of your normal plan, being away from your normal food, away from your kitchen, away from your normal routine, a lot of times people could just find it, it's very easy to kind of veer off and go to the other extreme of just saying, you know, effort and, and not doing anything that they're normally doing. And the goal is how can we find some balance, right? Like how can we not just go crazy, go to the extreme, you know, just, just do all the things. And how can we come back to a place of understanding that, Hey, we get to live a little bit. We get to do some of these fun things. We also have to take care of ourselves too. And we also have to appreciate how food can also um, enhance those experience too, right? Because if you go and you eat out two, three meals a day for three or four days on a trip, there's a high probability that you feel like a bag of shit at the end of the day, right? And, and a lot of times people come back, they feel more bloated, they're puffy, they have maybe some more water retention, they just, they feel heavier, they feel lethargic. Maybe you haven't been getting enough plants, enough micronutrients, your protein has been off, maybe you weren't drinking enough water, maybe you're hungover. There's, there's so many there's so many things that can contribute to you feeling like a bag of shit, right? That it just makes it difficult to get back into the swing of things when you get home. And I really want us to understand that like, yes, part of traveling and being away from home is experiencing and enjoying a lot of those things that you don't really get to do all that often when you are at home or in your normal routine. Um, but a lot of those experiences can be enhanced by feeling better, by having more energy, by sleeping well, by not feeling like you're going to explode at the end of the day. Because I know you've been there, right? And I've definitely been there. Even still to this day, when I go on trips, I find myself overdoing things. Um, maybe you order the, all the appetizers, you have some drinks or not. Maybe you get a bigger entree. Maybe it's fried. Maybe it's prepared differently than what you normally eat. And you get the dessert or you go out and get some fun, you know, the donuts or dessert or something like that after, after the dinner. And before you know it, it's just like, 
you feel completely off because you don't do that very often. Your body isn't used to that. And I say, I I generally say this because this is how a lot of things that in my experiences I've seen happen with me personally and with my clients. And as we walk through some of these scenarios before they go on their trips, it's like, how can we prevent ourselves from getting to the point where we want to feel like we want to undo everything that we did at the end of the night or just feel you know, like our belt is going to explode as we lay down at bed at the end of the night and we can't go to sleep because we're just so full and we're just so stuffed and getting to that point. It's just, man, it's, it sucks because then the next day, maybe you skip breakfast, you don't eat and, and then you get to lunch or dinner and you're starving. And then before you know it, that cycle just repeats itself until you get home. And then you feel like when you get home, you have to make up or undo everything that you did on your trip. And then that can lead to kind of a domino effect of, you trying to be perfect or contributing to that all or nothing mindset. It's just a vicious cycle that I see too many people get into. And, and I think that I I think we all have some room for improvement, some more than others. But I think that the purpose of us talking about travel kind of nutrition and tips and some of these things today is like, how can we, how can we just examine what we're currently doing and what our normal tendencies are and seeing if we can improve in a couple small areas because those small changes can make all the difference in the world. And that's kind of, again, just what I want to talk about today. And I feel like, oh man, I always look at the clock here. I'm just ramble on forever. So forgive me for that. Um, but I'm going to share a few stories, but I, I have a little list of uh, tips and things that I, I want you to remember and think of as you travel that we're going to kind of travel down today. But again, just, just remember that traveling is, uh, it's something that I want you to enjoy. It's something that food can make that experience better. But if you think about it, food and alcohol and not moving, like a lot of those things can make your trip worse and make you feel worse on that trip. And the damage from that physically, but also mentally um, can be far more detrimental to you sticking to your plan and making progress over the long term. So some tips and some things that I really want you to keep in mind is one, probably one of the most underrated things and something that I found even this last week that I was slacking in because I just get a headache by the end of the day, but like not drinking enough water. It's it's so easy to not get your water in when maybe you don't have your water bottles uh, that you normally do, or maybe you don't wake up at the normal times and you have kind of that morning routine and mid-morning routine where you have a certain amount of water down before lunch and then before dinner. Or you're so busy and there's so many things going on and you're traveling or you're doing a day trip or you're at a conference or you're hanging out with your friends and you're doing brunch and you know, you're drinking alcohol and just having a good time. There's a lot of things that can take your attention away from like getting enough water in. And more often than not, I find that people have a hell of a time getting more than like 30 to 60 ounces in when they're traveling some days. So I think one of the most underrated things that people can do when they travel and, and things that people can make a priority is just hitting a water goal and sticking to that every single day. And, you know, maybe when we talk about day of travel, it could be a little bit different, right? Because nobody wants to get up and go pee six times when you're on the damn airplane flying across the country, right? Like that's, that's not a lot of fun. Um, or if you're traveling and you're driving eight hours in a shot, like stopping every 
hour or two hours maybe isn't feasible for you. So yes, maybe water consumption, fluid consumption looks a little bit different on those days, but when you are at your destination, when you're in your routine, you know, not on a travel day, dialing in water and making sure that's a priority from the moment you get up to the evening, kind of before you go to bed and making sure you cover your basis with that is something that I really want you to think about. And again, you know, recommendations can be kind of sporadic. Uh, I tend to find that dividing your body weight in half and then drinking that in ounces of water per day. So let's say you're 180 pounds, you've divided by two, 90 ounces of water a day is like a bare minimum for you. So keeping that in mind, or I also like to say, hey, if you're a female, maybe we shoot for 80 or 90 ounces of water minimum. Again, depending on activity and what you do and uh, maybe how active you are or sedentary you are on those trips, those can maybe increase a little bit more considering some of those other factors. But 80, 90 ounces of water for females. If you're a guy, 120, 130 ounces of water a day is another good starting point. But make it a priority. And it, it honestly doesn't even have to be from straight water alone, right? Like if you have some herbal tea or hot tea or maybe even some coffee, um, maybe carbonated beverages, club soda, the sparkling waters. Like it just doesn't have to be straight tap water. Some people get bored with that. Um, but just keep in mind that getting enough water in per day can help with a ton of things, partially helping you feel good, right? Because when you're dehydrated, you feel terrible. You have a headache, you feel lethargic, um, your digestion can be off. Uh, maybe you don't have the same amount of energy and your performance suffers because of that. If you go on hikes or something, you're dehydrated on your trip. You're not going to feel as good during those experiences. There's a lot of things that water can do to enhance your experience when you do go traveling. So just make that a priority as you as you go into your next trip or you know the next time that you're away from home. It's probably one of the easiest things that we can do. Uh, but it's one thing that people do not follow through with as much as they should. So make that a priority as you go into your trips. The second one that I think is worth noting, and, and we'll talk about kind of nutrition-related interventions here, but depending on how long you stay or how long you, you're gone, try and get to the damn grocery store. And it doesn't even have to be to the grocery store. Like maybe make it to a CVS or a Walgreens or something and, and snack up on, or sorry, um, stock up on some snacks and, and get some things for breakfast or, um, you know, mid-morning, mid-afternoon snacks, you know, late night snacks kind of thing. Things that are going to help keep you satiated and that can also help you one, from spending a shit ton of money because it's very dangerous when you go out to eat, especially food prices nowadays. Anything when you're doing away from home right now is crazy expensive, but it's not uncommon for people to go out on their trip and have three meals away from home, going in and starting the breakfast out with a breakfast burrito at a spot. And then come lunchtime, you guys are going out to another spot for an hour and you get another meal away from home. And then dinner is always usually one of the more popular meals that people eat away from home when they are traveling, depending on how long their stay is and who they're staying with. But it's very easy to let three meals a day away from home add up over two, three days. And not only calorie consumption, but a lot of times the food that we eat from restaurants or that we get away from the home or, or from our own kitchen, we don't have really any control over <laughs> 
what is being put in those foods, right? And and a lot of times, I think the stat right now is pretty crazy. Like the average meal that you order away from home is anywhere from like 1,100 calories upwards to like 1,500 calories per meal, which is crazy, right? Like some people eat 15 to 1,700 calories in a day, 2,000 calories a day. So when you're you're getting two or three meals a day minimum at a thousand to 1200 calories a piece, like that three to 4,000 range, man, it's just a lot of food. It's also a lot of calories and it's also oftentimes a lot more salt, right? It's a lot more cooking oils. It's a lot more sauces. It's a lot more empty calories. And again, it's not really the restaurant's fault, right? Like to be honest, they do not give a shit about you and your health goals. They care about making their food taste good. And with that, that's when they add the extra butters and the seasonings and um, the toppings and the, the things that make your food taste good. So you enjoy it and you're more likely to come back. That's their ultimate goal. It's not it's not about you sticking to your health goals. Um, so blindly ordering off a menu, it, it can get dangerous quick. And that's why I say planning a trip or a couple trips to the grocery store to stock up on certain things. And it doesn't even have to be a ton of meals. It could just be smaller things that can help you hit your protein goal for the day that could maybe help you make breakfast at home for the day. Maybe it's a snack or some things that you could eat before you go out to dinner to help you from or keep you from overeating at some of those meals. Like going to the grocery store could be a really valuable tool that if you make a priority, it will help you stick to your goals because you're more likely to eat more fiber, to get more protein, to have some more nutrient and um, um, protein-dense foods instead of you relying on eating away from home every single meal. And some examples that that I can think of that you might take home or maybe you have your own way of doing things or you could add to your repertoire Um Pre-made shakes are super easy if you're trying to hit your protein goal because it's really easy to undereat on protein when you go on your trips. And protein, again, if we talk about building muscle, yes, we need that for you know changing our physique and building muscle and maintaining our muscle. But protein is also really good because it's it's higher in satiety and it can help keep you fuller for longer over the course of the day. So you know, eating protein source with every meal is a big priority. But being able to get some higher protein snacks and foods that you can kind of stock up on, keep in your mini fridge, maybe they they don't even, you don't have a refrigerator and you can just keep them on the shelf or maybe you're staying with a friend and they have a whole pantry and, and something that you could store your food there for the few days or the week that you're there. Keep that in mind. Like how can we get some more protein? How can we get some more fibrous foods in us? Because you're not always getting that when you go out to eat. So things like, you know, pre-made protein shakes could be a really awesome uh, option like premier proteins or muscle milks or um, some of those plant-based like orgain drinks, right? A lot of times they have 20 to 30 grams of protein in them and that could be a good way to start your day or to complement your day if you're trying to find yourself getting a little bit more protein in. Other things could be like protein bars too or even maybe energy bars, some of them. Um, you know, things like RX bars, um, kind bars are really awesome things. I want you to look for and keep in mind. It's like, Hey, when we buy some snacks, when we buy some foods and we have some of these meals, you know, at home in the kitchen, are we getting at least 15 grams of protein with every snack that we're eating? And are we getting at least 30 grams of protein with every meal that we are eating? 
Um, but some higher protein snack things that you can keep in mind or things maybe like, you know, those little string cheeses, or maybe we get some of those prepackaged or um, pre-portioned yogurt cups, the Oikios triple zeros or big Greek yogurt um, carton that you could have daily. Um, Chobani Complete has a lot of great products, whether it's the the pre-portioned, you know, cups of yogurt or they have their Chobani Complete like protein uh, protein dense drinks. There's like 25 grams of protein per bottle. It's awesome. And they're super easy to store. Also thinking of things like, can I get some maybe beef jerky or, um, I don't know if I said string cheese or not, but like, can we get some string cheese and maybe some fruit? They also have those like, you know, pre-portioned peanut butter packs and nut pack stuff like that too, that you could add with apples or bananas or, um, even just, chomping on the plane or just, you know, eating, eating plain is totally fine too. Um, can we get some, some produce? Like, can you get a thing of bananas to keep in your room? Um, can you get a bag of apples or some pears or keep some berries on hand? Like, are we getting some higher fiber foods that we can snack on and munch on? And those pair really well with a lot of the protein sources that we mentioned already too. Can you buy some like hard boiled eggs that you can keep in the fridge? Um, you know, I, I don't want to tell you not to buy some of the, the other snacky foods like the candies or maybe it's chips or, um, other things like that. But those, again, if we think about satiety purposes, if we think about nutrient density, like a lot of the prepackaged foods that you buy in the store, like they're the least satiating foods on the planet. And it's, uh, it's extremely easy to overeat them. So if you find yourself snacking on some of those empty calories throughout the day, and then you go out to eat and you have more meals away from home, it could be really easy to overeat on some of those calories throughout the course of the day. So be mindful of that. Um, so, you know, more whole foods, maybe less processed foods. And again, the word process doesn't automatically mean that that food is bad, but a lot of times they're, they're a little bit more stripped of the nutrients and uh, the nutrient value that some of those foods had to begin with. So keeping in mind that, Hey, that might not be the best bang for our buck. Um, also, you know, thinking of like maybe like pre-made or um, pre-sliced deli meat stuff, or maybe you can go to the deli and Tell them to slice you some some slices of turkey or something. Maybe we can make a PB and J sandwich on some whole wheat bread or some sandwich stuff. And and having that sandwich midday with an apple and a protein shake, that's going to be a better option than you going out with the whole crew and like eating a shit ton of calories and getting the burgers and fries and ranch and a beer or soda or something like that, right? So keeping in mind, it's like how can we get some of these snacks or foods and how can we how can we eat less away from home? Really, or sorry, eat less. Um, as you're away from home, how can we eat less at restaurants and more within, you know, the control of our own hands and going to the grocery stores can be a really big tool that a lot of people underutilize or feel like they don't have enough time to go to. Maybe, maybe it's like you get home from the airport or you get off the, uh, the plane and you're at the airport. Like, can we take a stop at one of the grocery stores on the way to the hotel or on the way to your friend's house? Or can your friend take you to the grocery store? Can you Uber when you get to your place? Um, maybe you rent a car and you make that a priority to stop, even if you're there for two or three or four nights, right? Like having some stuff pre-made at home can save you money, can save on calories and it, it can help you get more nutrients, more protein, more fiber, and help you keep, help keep you a little bit more satiated and and help meet some of those, you know, minimum micronutrient needs that we need on a day-to-day basis. And yeah, it's, uh, 
It's funny because I'll give you an example. Just this last week, I, well, I guess a few weeks ago now, I was in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina for the first time. Cool city. Uh, But I was staying at a hotel kind of away from a few grocery stores. It was like a mile and a half walk, two mile walk to the nearest, uh, man, I don't even know what grocery stores they have over there. God, I couldn't even tell you what it was, but that was the closest place, right? And I was only there for, I think, two or three nights. So it would have been super easy to just say, hey, I'm just going to have the continental breakfast in the morning where they have, you know, a ton of muffins and cereal and maybe a hard-boiled egg or two. Um, and then just opt for a lunch close by or whatever it is. But instead, it was like, hey, let's go get some steps. It was like 8 or 9 o'clock at night, walk to the store. And I was able to just kind of get some perfect bars, some, you know, pre-made protein shakes, got some of those chomp beef jerky sticks and some of those Chobani complete yogurts that I just kept in the fridge. And that was my breakfast every morning. And those were some snacks that I was able to have. And again, that is more of a reflection of like what I do normally at home, which is kind of the purpose of you know trying to go to the store it's like how can we repeat some of the behaviors and some of the things that we have dialed in at home and how can we continue that on our trip that's kind of the the goal and and the mindset that I want us to have going to the grocery store instead of just like buying a bunch of shit and just keeping that on hand in addition to all the stuff that you're eating away from you know your your place it's like how can we how can we make this experience as normal in some of these certain situations at some of these meals as normal as possible and and as as reflective of our normal routine because that's what's going to help keep you on track and and help keep you feeling good because a lot of times people feel like shit again when they are traveling and they're eating a bunch of foods away from home and they're not digesting their foods very well right they're maybe not having enough fiber not having enough water Maybe you don't have a bowel movement for a day or two, like your digestion can get all all mixed up when you're traveling. And a lot of that can be prevented by trying to emulate what you're doing at home when you're on your trip as well. So moral of the story, try and get to the grocery store and stock up on on some of those foods and, and snacks and things that you could, you know, you can keep at your place wherever you're staying and make that a priority to do every day because it's going to save you money, it's going to save you calories, and it's it's going to help you feel a little bit better to be a little bit more productive and in a better headspace as you proceed through your days and in your traveling and whatnot. So one of the next things that I find is really important to remember and, and to keep in mind as you go into the meals that you eat away from home is, is not going into those meals starving, especially when you're traveling and when you're on vacation or away for business, whatever it is. Because a lot of times that contributes to you overeating and overconsuming on the food, whatever it is that you're there. And a lot of times you don't make the best decisions when you're ravenous and you're ready to eat your fucking arm off, right? So this idea of not going into meal starving for some people could be one of those things that helps you, A, eat a little bit more consistently throughout the course of the day instead of just eating one or two huge meals and getting you know 3,000 calories in at those meals at a time. Being able to space that out. And we talked about going grocery shopping and getting some of those foods and things that you could have on hand. Like, I would rather have you go into a meal and maybe have a premier protein shake or have an apple or have a banana or drink some water, um, having an RX bar and go into that meal, like not full, but not as ravenous as maybe you normally would, because that's going to help curb 
some of that appetite as you get into that meal and it can help you it can help you manage you know the amount of food that you eat the volume of food that you eat at that meal which a lot of times is what makes people feel the worst when they're on their trip is the feeling of overeating and the feeling of of bloating and having a distended stomach and feeling uncomfortable and and coming to you know coming to bed at the end of the night and still feeling like that food is just sitting in your stomach that is unfortunately what a lot of people feel because there's this natural tendency sometimes to one maybe I know I'm going to eat this big meal, so I'm just not going to eat anything at all today to compensate for that. Um, or maybe people are too busy or they're just life happens or things move quickly and you didn't get to eat all of your lunch or you didn't get to, to eat breakfast or you're just constantly moving and then you get to the end of the day, like you're less likely to make an informed and a healthy decision at that point than you having some meals, some protein, some fiber in, um, controlling those hunger cues before you go into that evening meal. So, keep this in mind as, as you know, you schedule out your day and you plan, Hey, this day we're going to this dinner and the next day we're going to be making meals at home and, and X, Y, Z, like try and come up with a plan, you know, and have an itinerary of like what your days are going to look like. And again, that's where we can fit in some of these snacks, some of these things that we bought at the grocery store. Maybe that's you going and, and having a breakfast every day at the continental breakfast or maybe your friends have eggs for you or uh, maybe we can make a smoothie in the morning like just having some stuff periodically throughout the day can help you from overeating at the end of the day and, and again that's going to happen unfortunately like as as easy as it sounds and as easy as is as easy it is for me to tell you like hey yeah just eat something before your meal or don't go into a meal starving it's a lot easier said than done. Um, but again, it's about having some of these habits and some of these things in place already to, to have those decisions already made for you. So you can be more likely to follow through with some of these things while you're traveling and while you're doing all this fun stuff away from home. So don't go into your meal starving because that's something that can just be, uh, man, it could be, it could be a dangerous place to be. And again, an example, classic example I see is like you go into dinner really hungry and of course all the appetizers look good and maybe you order some wine or some cocktails and then you get your dinner and you're full as hell after that point and you know it, but mix of, you know, having been starving prior to that meal, maybe being a little bit tipsy, like your, your inhibitions might be a little bit off and you're more likely sometimes to opt for the dessert or to say yes because everyone else is going to get ice cream after the fact or to try some of the other desserts and things that are on the table. And before you know it, you had a three or four course meal and you ate more than what you maybe would have normally eaten in, a, in an entire course of the day. So that's usually when people feel the most beat up and the worst is when they let their hunger hunger cues get out of control and they they overeat and then it's a combination of feeling guilty for doing that and feeling like you binged on eating that. And then that is often coupled with you trying to deprive yourself the next day, which ironically just leads to another binge in the future and breaking that cycle and, and acknowledging that for some people could just be all the difference in the world. So keep that in mind. Another kind of um, point that I want to bring up is like, Yes, when you're traveling, like it's normally a special occasion, right? But people get into trouble when they start to treat every occasion as a special occasion. And, and every occasion meaning 
every trip and every meal away from home and every time that they see their friend in the day or when they're hanging out with families. When you look at every day and everything that you do as a special occasion, it's really hard to make, you know, health conscious and, you know, good decisions around your nutrition, around your food, around your alcohol consumption, around your exercise, getting that in and prioritizing it. When you feel like, oh, you know what, this is, this doesn't get to happen every day. This doesn't happen very often. So I'm just going to go all out because I want to take advantage of the time that I'm spending right now with whatever situation that you're in. And yes, I see the value in that. I really do. And I think there's, there's places for that, but I need you to be honest with yourself, right? Because that's when I, earlier I mentioned how, you know, the context and the type of travel and the situation that you're in, like it, it changes trip to trip and person to person. And for example, you going on your honeymoon to Thailand or, you know, Hawaii or the Bahamas and you, you know, kind of living it up, drinking all the drinks, enjoying all the food, you know, kind of just relaxing and doing your thing. That is a different scenario than you going again on your second work trip in two or three weeks, right? And going into this trip and traveling and being in a city and, and trying to navigate through all the eating away, you know, from your room or eating at restaurants and all the snacks that people are constantly exposing you to and all the different foods and things that are around you. Like just because that exists does not mean that you have to do that or that you have to take advantage of that. And as, as, as soon as you could realize that, you know, there's this idea that not every time you eat away from home or outside of your normal environment, you know, treating that like a special occasion when you can get out of that mindset of like, hey, I don't get to do this very often, becomes a lot easier to prioritize the things that are going to make you feel good. And an example of this is like, hey, when you go out to dinner and we're kind of hitting the dinner, dinner theme hard here, but because you're at this new restaurant and you're eating away from home, like that does not mean that you you know, you have to try all the appetizers or order an appetizer and get the, you know, the entree that's maybe more calorie dense, the big heavy pasta dish or the burger or the sandwich and the extra French fries, right? And order the drinks and get the dessert after dinner. It's like, just because you can do all of those things doesn't mean you have to. And maybe the best, you know, I guess the best situation that you can find yourself is, is being able to pick your poison, right? Or pick and choose what is most important to you. Like, do you love going out and having a cocktail or an espresso martini? Like, great, maybe have one, right? And you enjoy your dinner. But knowing that and, you know, maybe dessert isn't as important to you or, or trying the calamari or the whatever nachos or whatever it is that you guys order before your meal, like that's not as important to you. Like stick with the things that you like the most, right? Or maybe alcohol and drinking isn't your thing and maybe you love dessert and you want to plan your meal around that maybe you get you know a meal or an entree that's maybe a little more calorie friendly a little bit more protein dense a little bit more um, centered around um, vegetables and has some fiber in it so you can accommodate for the extra calories that are going to be coming in when you hammer that you know banana pudding dish at the end of your meal or when you go and get the famous ice cream that's down the street. This idea of picking your poison, I think, can have a negative connotation to it, but I just 
let's think about the concept, right? It's like picking and choosing what is most important to you and, and what you value most instead of letting everything being the highlight of your meal. Like let one of those things, maybe it's the appetizer, maybe it's the entree, maybe it's one of the drinks, maybe it's the dinner. Let let one of those be the things that you love and you enjoy and you kind of splurge on and then let the others accommodate to you feeling better, to getting your protein in, to, you know, not overdoing it and eating a shit ton of calories and being able to kind of be flexible with that and picking and choose what's important to you is, is oftentimes a strategy that people underestimate because you're so overwhelmed with all the things and all the people ordering the stuff around you and all the options that you maybe not, you don't normally get when you are eating away from home that can blind you from this idea of like, Hey, what's going to make me feel good? what do I actually care about on this menu? And what are the things that are going to make me feel good the next day? Cause that's really the headspace that I want us to, to continue to work on getting into. So cool. Nutritionally, those are kind of the biggest things that I wanted to hit. And again, there's a lot of other things that for sure we could talk about and, and be a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more individualized to you, but just think big picture, right? Like get your water in, Try and get to the grocery store, get some more, you know, protein dense, nutrient dense, fiber dense foods and snacks and things to have on hand. Um, don't go into meal starving. Like don't, don't starve yourself knowing that you're going to eat a big meal at the end of the day. Um, also this idea of like picking your poison and picking and choosing what's important to you and, and what's not and sticking to the things that are important to you. And, and that can look different day to day, depending on the restaurant and the situation that you're in and who you're with, Right. But don't let every occasion be a special occasion because calories and overeating and just feeling like shit can creep in and creep in on you a lot quicker when you're in that kind of headspace. So, and again, you could not do any of those things on some of your trips and that's fucking fine too, right? Like I, 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 I don't know. I, I go back and forth cause it's like, Hey, I want you to, I want you to think this way. I want you to remember like what's going to make us feel good and, and how can we stay on track? But if none of those happen and you look back on your trip and it's like, Hey, I had a good time. We ate at all these amazing restaurants. I didn't get my enough activity and fiber in. And like, I'm okay with that. And I'm, I'm just back on track with my normal routine when I get back at home. Like, I think that's fucking awesome. And I'm, if you feel like that, I'm happy for you. A lot of times I feel that people are not in that headspace, right? And they don't have that intention when they go on their trips because it's not necessarily about what we do, right? It's it's more about the intention in which we do these things that matters most. So if you go into your trip knowing that, hey, for me, maybe it's going to Rhode Island. I know I'm going to be in Boston today and there's going to be all these things and cannolis and, you know, little Italy and all the shit that's out there. It's like, hell yeah, I want to eat everything and I want to try everything. You know, going into that trip knowing is like, I'm not going to be in Boston for, I don't even know how much longer. And I want to take advantage and try a lot of these things, doing that within your limits and in just doing the things that you see are important to you and you see fit at the time. If you can make those decisions with a good headspace, that's all I care about. And that's, that's really what I want us to, to keep coming back to. Cause we all know that like, you know, one weekend of, of being off track is not going to make a huge difference in the grand scheme of things. Now, when you think about it, if you're traveling a lot and you're doing these things consistently and, and your weekends are constantly off month to month, which can happen over time, right? Like that compound effect is real. And an example that I could give that comes to mind is like, like the debt kind of scenario. 
right? Like maybe somebody's in credit card debt. And let's say for the person who's 30 grand in credit card debt, most of the time they did not make one $30,000 purchase and then voila, they're in, you know, that much credit card debt. Instead, they were more likely to just make those small purchases that add up over time. And the same goes for your health and for weight gain, since we're kind of talking about weight gain a little bit and, and maintaining our healthy habits here. But those weekends, you know, two a month, three a month, the four or five trips that you have, week-long trips a year, um, even if it's just every weekend, every month, like those compound tremendously over time. And that's how people find themselves gaining like two to four or five pounds a year for 10 to 20 years. And then you wake up one day and it's like, fuck, I have a ton of extra weight. I don't feel good. I don't move well. Um, I don't like the body that I'm in. My confidence is shit. Like that's when a lot of these things happen. And it's not one singular event that led you to do that. It's a combination of these things. So if we can, if we can go into, and we're talking about traveling here today, I'm kind of all over the place right now, I realize, but if we can keep some of these principles, right? Stay on track when we do go on these trips. However little or however much you go traveling, like a lot of these things can stay the same and you do the things that are best for you and you make the best decisions for you in those situations. Like that's all I want you to ask. And those decisions, the more often you do them, the more they're going to translate to you, you know, reaching your goals at, at the end of the timeline or at the end of your fitness journey, right? Or allow you to maintain the progress that you've been able to make in pursuit of whatever goals you're working towards. But more importantly, like just feel good and to feel healthy and to not be psychotic around your food and, and let the stress of eating perfectly and being on your plan or being off your plan during these trips take away from that experience. Because again, you know, one week trips, you know, once a year or a few vacation trips or a few work trips here and there over the course of the summer, over the course of the year, or the holidays coming up, you know damn well that that's a pebble on the road in, in the grand scheme of things. But it could be a big-ass speed bump um, and multiple speed bumps if we let it get to that point. So again, a lot of these, these things that we're talking about today are just practical things that I've found that have helped me and things that I've, I've kind of helped my clients work through and implement, whether it's one of them, whether it's all of them. Um, just keep that in mind. It's what intent are we taking, you know, or what intent are we having when we make some of these decisions? And is the intent of you feeling best, feeling your best, feeling, you know, good at the end of the day, feeling like you're, you know, rejuvenated and ready to continue your plan or whatever it is when you get home? Like that's what it, that's what it's all about. So when it comes to mindset stuff, I want to touch on a couple things. Because a lot of times I find that when people are outside of the normal environment, maybe they're away from their loved ones or their family or their normal routine, right? You go on a business trip, you're away from your wife or girlfriend or whatever it is, and you're around other people who aren't as health conscious, who are making the different decisions different from what you would like to make. Whether you are aware of it or not, it's very, it's very common for other people to influence your decisions for you and to make your decisions for you. Like if you're sitting there and everybody's ordering drinks at the start of lunch or at the start of dinner and you're the only one doing that, like sometimes people make that decision. It's like, yeah, I'll just do this drink because everyone else is doing it and I want it and I'll try that too, even though you didn't want to drink at that meal. Or maybe the prime rib, French dip, whatever with the mountain of fries at this restaurant is the best thing on the menu, but that really doesn't sound like something that you'd want. 
but everyone else around you is ordering it. Like sometimes people can, you know, have those types of um, influences on the decisions that they make around their food and their nutrition and their activity. And nobody likes being the odd man out or the odd woman out, right? Like feeling like you're alone making some of these decisions. It can be fucking hard. And there, let's be real. Like there's a ton of dementors out there that, you know, maybe you make a decision that is not what they are making and they express that onto you of like, oh, you're ordering the, you know, chicken salad right now. Like, come on, live a little, um, you don't get to do this very often, X, Y, Z. Like those are the people who, I, and f- I don't know, forgive me, but those are the people who don't fucking deserve your attention or um, those are the the opinions that you can't, you know, let fuck with you. And I, I, I feel so strongly about that because there's too many people out there that express their own insecurities on other people to shame people and to make people feel, you know, Uh, maybe the way that they do. And again, maybe it's not their fault. Maybe that's not the intent that some of these people have with. Maybe that's just the way that the words come out and that's how you interpret some of these situations. But you cannot let other people's opinions and expressions and judgments influence what you want to do and what you know you need to do to take care of yourself, especially when you're traveling because that shit leaks in more than you think. And it's just a headspace that a lot of people are afraid of whether they they know it or not, whether they are aware of it or not. It's like the 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 possibility of somebody making a comment by me ordering a salad before my meal for this special event is sometimes the thing that deters you from making that decision, right? Or not ordering the appetizer or not eating some of those things. Like somebody shoving this, hey, here's these fried pickles. Like these are fucking awesome. Try them. Like a lot of times people just feel the need to fit in and that is what influences their decisions. And I, I just want you to be aware of that. And it's again, easier for me to sit here and say like, fuck them. Don't listen to it. It is what it is. Like you do your thing. But I mean that like just in those situations, if you're afraid of navigating that, like just say I'm good. Like just say solid senses or like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Or I've, I've tried them like make up, make up something for all I care. But definite answers to not let them not let them influence your decision is going to be really important because a lot of times people have this misconception that you're making some of the decisions that you're making out of fear and that you're not wanting to make that decision and and that you know it's uh, there's kind of a negative connotation around like ordering the salad and then having like the chicken breast and veggies with dinner it's like oh you know live a little, like sometimes people interpret that. And again, it's not their fault. They interpret that as like, you're doing that against your will because you think you have to be perfect when you're eating away from home and you're scared to eat some of these other things. When in reality, you could be making that decision for you because you know the chicken breast and the veggies and the salad and the rice or the corn on the cob, like, you know, that's going to make you feel really good. And it's probably going to taste delicious too. You could be making that decision for you, but people might not understand that. So there's a lot of things that can go into somebody making comments, especially unsolicited comments about your food selection and what you're doing. Um, but just don't let that deter you from making the decisions that you know you want to make and that you know you need to make to feel better and, and to kind of be a little bit more health conscious in, in, in your trip. So that's a big one. Don't let people influence your decisions. And I, fuck, I feel so passionate about that. I just, too many people fall into the the trap of meeting other people's expectations and feeding into other people's insecurities. Like don't let that, don't let their projections on you influence 
the way you live your life because far too often we let that consume us and that um, this is not a healthy headspace to be in. One of the last things I want to talk about is planning activities Um, and not even like you don't have to go to the gym, right? Like just plan on trying to be active when you can and make it a priority even if that's not built into your routine. For example, maybe if you know you're going to be away from the gym and you're not going to be working out, like plan to hit a certain amount of steps on your trip and do that consistently. Maybe it's for you, it's 7,000 steps. Maybe it's 10,000 steps. Like get up and go on a walk in the morning. Like depending on where you stay and who you're with, like, yeah, they, maybe there's a, a hotel gym that you could use a couple times. And maybe that's something that you plan. Or maybe you guys plan on going on a hike or doing, you know, Katie and I, this last um, trip we went on, there was a cliff walk. It was like three or four miles long. It was crazy along the ocean. It was gorgeous though, but like make, build that into your routine and plan on staying a little bit active and, and getting in some steps when you can getting in some workouts when you can, again, not with the intention of like trying to burn off the calories that you're eating on your trip, but with the intention of like feeling good and having those, you know, endorphins hit and just feeling good about yourself and continuing your normal routine when you're traveling. Cause too often it's, um, it's a, it's a mindset where we get into where it's like, Hey, I'm going to be away from all the stuff that I normally have. So I'm just not going to do anything at all. When in reality is a lot of things that you could do, right? Like you can pack some bands and do some resistance band workout stuff while you're there. Maybe you follow a lot of different people on Instagram. You could search some stuff on Instagram of like hotel workouts, body weight that you could do. Hell, if you want to message me, I can send you, I have a 37, like day exercise kind of program thing that you could do in 20, 30 minutes each workout. Um, a lot of them don't require any equipment at all that you could do at home or on the beach or in the, the gym resort or whatever it is. Like be resourceful when you lack resources because that is what differentiates people who let you know their environment dictate their decisions for them or they kind of take control over the things they can control. But build exercise into your routine at 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 some point or at some level on your trip. And maybe that's doing mobility in the morning or workout in the morning. Maybe it's you getting, you know, calling a local gym wherever you're at and getting a day pass or a week pass. Like a lot of gyms do that. That's what I did when I went on my trip and I went to the gym a couple times and we called it good. Um, again, bring some equipment or exercise bands if you can, uh, or just doing some body weight stuff or just simply going on a walk, like plan that into your trip and, and, Notice how you feel because of that because you're going to feel pretty damn good when you get that in. Cool. I'm, I'm doing a terrible job managing time here. Went on a lot of tangents today. But, you know, most importantly that I want to come across today, again, is not to tell you what to do and how to approach a lot of these trips, um, however that may look for you. But one of the most important things that I just want you to remember is is just enjoy your trips. Enjoy your time. Enjoy time traveling. Enjoy you know, being able to do that. It really is a luxury, whether it is for business or you're going to see family friends or, you know, you're going with your wife somewhere or you're doing weekend stuff. Like it's, it's an awesome thing. And, and if you're able to do that, just enjoy the fuck out of it. Um, just stop stressing about being perfect on your trips. Cause a lot of times that's taking away from the experience, whether you know it or not. And again, focus your energy on a lot of things that you can control because you can control a shit ton of stuff. You just got to, you have to be aware of it and, and think of like, what are the things that are going to make this trip better? And what, what are the things that I have control over that are going to make the biggest difference of me feeling good coming back to my normal routine when I get back from my trip? 
So go on vacation, enjoy yourself, go on your work trip and enjoy yourself. Just stop stressing about losing progress when you go on your trips. Um, you know, a lot of times taking trips and being off your normal plan, it can, I find that it can make it easier sometimes to get back into your normal routine when you do come home and you do get back into your day-to-day stuff. Because a lot of times when you do go on your trips and you indulge and you overdo it on some of these things, like you feel like you feel terrible, right? We talk about, you know, not having regular digestion and feeling bloated and, and eating past the point of being stuffed and not exercising as much and not drinking water and being hung over. Like there's a lot of things that can happen naturally when you go on your trips. And I don't know, I think, I think it's important to enjoy that and, and to appreciate that when that does come. But there comes a point I find that enough is enough and you just want to get back to feeling normal again. And I think trips, going on trips sometimes can really help you appreciate your normal routine and your habits and the things that you have in place at home because you get back to the baseline that you feel good at. So I'm going to end that episode there. I talked way too much today, but I just wanted to give you some points and some uh, just some reminders on how we can be a little bit more health conscious, how we can treat ourselves a little bit better when we go on trips and, and kind of hopefully avoid feeling like shit when we're on our trip or feeling guilty and, and beat up when we get back home. So audit yourself, check in and and see what you could do a better job at and make that adjustment or change next time you go on your trip, whatever trip you go on or wherever you travel to see if you can make those a priority and let's keep Let's just keep being the best version of you. So until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with intention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. If you listen to this whole podcast, I appreciate you, and I will see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.